0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Roadmap from Auto Finance News, since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It is Monday, August 9th, and I'm Amanda Harris, Associate Editor of Auto Finance News. I'm joined by our editor, Joey Pizzolatto, and this is our weekly wrap on what happened at auto finance for the week ending August 6th, 2021. As always, I want to thank our Auto Finance News advertisers, DealerTrack, DeFi Solutions, Walters Kluwer, and Alpha for their continuing support. First, in some general economic news, the US labor market saw the biggest increase in employment in nearly a year uh, last week, uh, which brings some optimism uh, even as COVID concerns remain with Delta Variant and everything else going on. Uh, Payrolls also increased by 943000 last month, and the unemployment rate dropped to a pandemic low of 5.4%, so some positive news there. Um, In the auto industry, President Joe Biden has called for half of all vehicles sold in the U.S. to be capable of emissions-free driving by the end of the decade. Um, It's a goal that automakers say will require a much bigger investment in charging stations and other infrastructure. Um, And they are also counting on the government's help to meet those new vehicle goals, uh, even as some environmentalists say that this may still not be enough to confront drought and other ecological distress due to climate change. Um, Also last week, Honda Motor Company's operating income forecast for the full year was adjusted higher but did not quite meet prior analyst estimates. Uh, Income for the past year, ending in March, um, is expected to reach 780 billion yen, which is about 7.1 billion dollars, up from the previous estimate of 660 billion yen, but below analyst expectation of about 803 billion yen. Um, This all comes from Bloomberg. Uh, The Japanese automaker previously announced a plan to move to all electric vehicles by 2040, so investors are monitoring uh, their estimates pretty closely. Uh, turning to auto finance, uh, July marked the second consecutive month in which used vehicle values have actually declined, uh, which is a change of pace for us because for the about a, over a year, uh, we've been talking about vehicle values reaching record highs uh, pretty much since the pandemic started with a few you know, months of dipping here and there. Um, but this is like the second consecutive month in which they've actually fallen. Um, so in July, the Mannheim used vehicle value index fell to 195.2, which was down 2.59% from June, but still up 23.5% from a year ago. So while things are falling, they're still up a good bit from where they were at the same time last year. Um, If y'all remember, the index peaked in May and it surpassed 200 for the first time ever. So in the index's history, Um, but it's since, you know, starting to fall down, which was expected eventually. Uh, that it would have to come down at some point. So we've been following that and we are at that point, it seems, um, and the current decline is, you know, much more significant than usual. It's a pretty big fall down from, you know, the last couple months, um, but that's because they went up so high and stayed up for so long. Um, so because of those record setting prices we've been seeing, uh, it's not really that surprising that we're also seeing a pretty big declines. Um, but that's not likely to continue. Um, We don't think we're gonna see the exact same or like that high of a decline rate uh, on a monthly basis going forward. Eventually things will stabilize even more, Um, but right now it's kind of unknown where the index and wholesale values on the used market will kind of stabilize too. Um, I think the consensus is that they're still gonna be up a good bit higher than they were Uh, last year and even pre-pandemic, given everything else going on in the market, Um, but we are starting to see them kind of fall. So that's that's a good thing, you know, in some ways, especially for consumers, you know, prices should start evening out a little bit, um, maybe a little easier to start getting inventory again. Um, So all those things will play out. Um, And just to show a little bit how sales are going on the use side, Uh, So the used retail SAR right now is estimated at 38.5 million, which is down 14% year over year and down 1.3% from June. Um, Even so, like used sales are actually still outpacing the new car market because inventory on the new side is still very constrained. Um, That's something actually we're looking into for our next issue of the magazine. So we'll have more info on that and kind of how that's impacting floor plan, and you know other things on the on that side. Uh, so just some things to, to monitor and keep a lookout for um, things we'll be looking at. So Joey, is there anything you wanted to add on the vehicle values before we move on?
1: Sure. Um, you know I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, like you said, this this decline was to be expected. Um, it was a little bit larger than than I was expecting personally. Um, given kind of the decline we saw last month, um, was pretty pretty small um, you know a two um, you know six uh, percent decrease um, sequentially um, even with the pent up demand was a little bit higher I think you know one thing that the industry just needs to be on the lookout for and it, like you said it's really hard to kind of gauge how fast vehicle values might decline but you know any sort of precipitous drop in used vehicle values would be a huge shock to the industry especially considering um, how how far-reaching use ve- inflated used vehicle values are um on you know origination volumes um recoveries and um even even abs issuances and in the pricing that that issuers and lenders are, are getting on those notes um they're all informed by my strong used vehicle value so so a strong drop um, or not a strong drop, but a, a, a large drop in values um, very quickly um, would definitely send a shock to the industry. So again, no real way of knowing uh, whether or not this um, could come to pass. We are entering kind of, um, you know, September, uh, which is another big holiday. Um, so, you know, potentially if um, demand keeps up, uh, I would imagine uh, values would, would uh, pick up or stay up uh, as well.
0: Um, well, another thing we kind of saw um, the last week was just kind of an influx of funding into the auto finance industry. Um, so Tricolor Auto, for one, issued a $234 million um, asset-backed securities deal and received the company's first AAA rating from a credit rating agency. That's uh, so a pretty big um, deal for them. Um, but that is their seventh total interest into the ABS market. Um, so Doe, you want to talk a little bit about that and some of the other, um, you know, funding kind of stories we've seen. We know that some have peaked interest of investors as well. So what are we kind of seeing there?
1: Yeah, definitely. So what we are seeing is um, an influx of of additional capital flowing into the auto finance market, whether it's, you know, series ABCD funding, um, additional um, warehouse lines of credit, um, uh, additional issuances in the ABS market. As you mentioned, uh, Tricolor got their first AAA rating. A lot of this is based on kind of a lot of uh, very diligent underwriting. Um, and also just their, uh, uh, you know, their season, their, their season in the market, rather. Um, so so now investors are, and, you know, they, they had their first rated S&P deal. Um, so that also helped. Uh, but really, I think what it boils down to is if you look at uh, banks and you look at investment firms, uh, they have they have a ton of extra money. Banks have a ton of extra money um, from increased deposits. We've talked about about that uh, quite a bit on the program. And then if you look in, at you know investment firms, uh, the stock market over the last year has been strong. Isn't even you know an appropriate word for it. Uh, I mean booming really. Um, so they have a ton of capital as well that they need to put to work. Um, and auto has, as we've talked about, performs well historically it's performed well um, credit performance is great. So that leads to you know, some smaller lenders like um, Southern Auto Finance Company for example um, securing uh, and actually I think that they're a really good example of this they secured you know a, a small warehouse line of credit 204 million about um, ha- Some of that comes from capital One and some of that comes from uh, what was the uh, oh one William Street capital Management. Um, so you know that that's actually a really good picture of you know a bank and an investment firm you know taking some capital and passing it along to uh, to to an auto lender and one that's kind of subprime and you know if you if you look at Safco they they underwrite to kind of credit thin um, borrowers as well um, as TriColor so so you know these funding mo- or these lending models are really starting to to attract um, investors and they they want to put their money there. Um, you know, similarly, if you look in the power sports market, um, Octane, uh, which is a fintech, they pretty much have their hand in every um, aspect of, you know, the, the purchasing journey uh, for a customer as it relates to power sports. Um, they secured a Series uh, D funding, um, not super large, but it does put their total funding um, above $192 million. Um, and their company evaluation is more than 900 million. Um, so, you know, these digital first, um, digital first kind of um, companies, uh, lenders, whatever you want to call them, uh, they definitely have their place um, in, in kind of the general ecosystem. If you look at uh, also at Carvana, which we'll have a story on later today, um, they increased their floor plan line of credit with Ally Financial um, as they pad their inventory. So I, I, I would imagine that we are gonna continue seeing um, capital flowing into all aspects of the auto finance market throughout the rest of the year.
0: Definitely, so something we'll, we'll for sure be following more um, in the coming weeks, so for sure. Um, we also have uh, coming up in the next week, uh, like Joy mentioned, we have a story on Carvana earnings today, so take a look at that a little bit. Um, we also have other earnings on the table, so SHIFT, uh, Room and then Uber, uh, and Lyft. Um, we do have some information from them as well. So we'll be following those earnings. So um, just stay tuned, of course, um, for those to come. And always, we want you to rate the roadmap on whichever platform you use to listen to um, our podcast. So you can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, and to make sure you check out autofinancenews.net. Uh, for more information and check out Autofinance Summit, uh, because we do have information posted on our summit, which is returning live uh, in Las Vegas in October. So make sure you check that out and get registered if you're not already registered for the event. Um, great speakers already lined up, some great topics. Uh, so we're looking really forward to bringing that live event back this year. And that as well.
1: All right. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks.